0: Welcome to Book 3 of the Psalms, and we're approaching halfway through the Book of Psalms now. This is Psalm 73, a psalm by Asaph. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. As for me, my feet were almost gone, my steps nearly slipped. For I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there were no struggles in their death. Their strength is firm. They are free from the burdens of men. Neither are they plagued like other men. Pride is like a chain around their neck. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes eyes bulge with fat. Their minds pass the limits of conceit. They scoff and speak with malice. In arrogance, they threaten oppression. They set their mouth in the heavens. Their tongue walks through the earth. Therefore, their people return to them and they drink up waters of abundance. They say, how does God know? Is there knowledge in the most high? Behold, they are the wicked. Being always at ease, they increase in their riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. For all day long I have been plagued and punished every morning. If I said I will speak thus, behold, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. When I tried to understand this, it was painful for me until I entered God's sanctuary and I saw their end. (laughs) Surely you have put them in a slippery place. You throw them down to destruction. Suddenly they are destroyed. They are completely swept away with terror. As a dream when one awakes, so Lord, when you awake, you will despise their fantasy. For my soul was grieved and I was embittered in my heart. I was so senseless and ignorant, I was a brute beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have held my right hand; you will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Whom do I have in heaven but you? There is no one on earth whom I desire more than you. My flesh and my heart fails, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, Those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. But it is good for me to come close to God, for I have made Yahweh my refuge, and I will tell of your works. So we meet a new guy called Asaph. Actually, technically, we met him in one other psalm earlier. There are 12 psalms of Asaph in the Bible, and 11 of them are in Book 3. Book 3 is the shortest of all the books it's only got 18 or 19 chapters but the majority of them are psalms of asaph so they call this the asaphite book you know people who use all that fancy language the book of asaph and um, there was one psalm of asaph's way back um, but here they all are in a collection now so asaph is uh, one of the men that was around at the time of david When we were going through the book of 2 Chronicles and we were talking about uh, 1 Chronicles, I think, uh, it was all about how David organized the temple worship. He'd split the singers into three groups. One of them was assigned to Asaph, the group of Asaph. That's this guy here. So Asaph is a a person who has a choir. He directs a choir and uh, he's written psalms. So um, he starts out by saying, surely God is good to Israel to all those who are pure in heart. Now this this verse is important to remember the whole way through the psalm. It's not just an idea you read and then move on. This is like the main idea of the psalm, even though we're now gonna start reading things that sound completely opposite to it. And because of Jewish poetic parallelism, this verse is very interesting. It says, God is good to Israel to those who are pure in heart. So, like I've explained a few times before, in, po- in English poetry, we rhyme sounds. So you know, Jack and Jill went up the hill. Jill and Hill have nothing to do with each other except they rhyme. But in Hebrew poetry, they rhyme ideas. So sometimes the words will not sound the same as each other, but they're talking about the same thing. So here it says, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. In other words, we have a statement here. In God's brain, Israel is equal to those who are pure in heart. So that's a very interesting idea. In the New Testament, Paul writes and he says things like, you know, those who are, not everyone who is circumcised is of Israel, but those who are circumcised in their heart, they are the true Israel. So, you know, Israelites thought that if you were circumcised as a boy, that you became a part of Israel. But Paul says, no, you're only a part of Israel if the Lord has worked in your heart and included you. Well, where does Paul get ideas like that from? He gets it from Psalm, these types of places where we see God is good to Israel. That's idea. Those who are pure in heart, rhyming idea. So Israel is those who are pure in heart. So this type of thing, if you are just a regular Australian reading the Psalms or a regular person today, you might not realize how cool the parallelism is because it teaches us things we would never have thought of otherwise. So this whole Psalm is about um, people who are pure in heart and how God is good to them. Now that's the key because now the very next verse, it says, as for me, I almost slipped So Asaph's now going to start talking about how he looked around him in life and he noticed that there were wicked people who seemed to get away with everything. And he said, you know what? I was jealous. I nearly lost my faith over that. He said, there are no struggles in their life. Now, obviously that's a generalization (laughs) because we can all think of a few wicked people that have had some struggles. Um, But you know, what he means, I guess, is just the general idea is, is that there seem to be people who don't give God any regard, but they seem to just be doing fine things. <laughs> and, you know, Asaph, he's, he's made all this effort to, to put the Lord first and follow him, and he's having some struggles in life, but these other people, they seem to be getting away with it. He says things like, their eyes bulge with fat, their minds pass the limits of conceit, And, you know, when I read that, I think of celebrities, you know, you you hear about various people who make movies and things, and the way they act and live, it's so ungodly. And you think, they get paid for that. They get fame. Here's people who become famous. They have a lot of money. They seem to live however they want. It seems to not hurt them at all. It's almost like they get rewarded for doing the wrong thing. And Asaph is saying, I nearly lost my faith over this. And... um, but in verse 17 is the telling verse. He says, until. In other words, I struggled with this whole question. I didn't understand it. He said, until I entered God's sanctuary and I saw their end. So he has a revelation. <laughs> and um, he has a revelation. And um, I guess it's a little bit like, you know, you, you go to the shops. you got your kids with you. And one of your kids, you know, see some other kid pick up lollies out of the out of the shop and run away and or open the packet up in the shops and start eating them. So it's like stealing. They don't steal them in the sense they walk out the shop, but they steal them by eating them right there. And then you see your kids do it. So you discipline them. You know, they're grounded. They're losing their pocket money this week. You know um, you might even give them a, a little smack on the bum if that's allowed legally in your location. <laughs> You know, you, do, you bring some disciplinary, disciplinary action and the, the little kid thinks, why do I get into trouble that other kid's done the wrong thing and gotten away with it? Or well, you know, maybe one of your children does the right thing and doesn't do that. But they think, you know, I, don't, I do the right thing and I don't get any lollies. My parents didn't buy me anything. But look at that kid. He, he didn't get into trouble. So there's these comparisons with people. And yet, your children who are disciplined, grow up to become good people. And they grow up in the blessing of the Lord. So there's sometimes the results of these things are in time. <laughs> and uh, Asaph says in verse 17, he says, I entered God's sanctuary and I saw their end. And he says, whoa, he says, they are standing in a slippery place. They remember he said my foot almost slipped way back in verse 2. But now he says, whoa, actually, they're the ones who are standing in the slippery place and their feet will slip. They are going down. And he says, I was bitter in my heart, but not anymore. <laughs> so, and he says in verse seven, he says to the Lord, you guide me with your counsel and later you'll bring me into great joy. So he knows he's in the safe place. Not everything he's received yet, but he will. So we go right back to the very first verse where it said, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. So we know that sometimes in our life, the Lord does discipline us. Sometimes we don't get some of the blessings we think we should have, or at least we don't get them yet. The Lord makes us wait. The Lord sometimes puts us through discipline and difficulty, but we remind ourselves that verse one, the Lord is good to those who are pure in heart and he will bring us into a place of great joy. So don't be jealous. Of those who seem to be getting away with evil you're not being jealous of anything that there's nothing to be jealous of because they stand in a slippery place father in heaven let grace be at work among us let your favor be upon us thank you for the psalms of asaph that we're now enjoying and going to enjoy for the next 10 days let your power be upon us that we might grow and have bigger hearts lord let our faith in you be strengthened and deepened in the name of jesus Amen.